Now that we have made it through tax season, in my opinion, this is a great time to do some planning to make sure that you can estimate your tax liability for next April. And in that way, you can make sure that your liability is covered through either withholding taxes or through quarterly estimates. And therefore, there are no surprises in April. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick, and I am a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. While most people saw their federal income tax liability fall, some saw it rise and others, even if they saw a decline in their taxes, saw an even greater reduction in their withholding, which led to a decreased refund or even a balance due. I will outline some areas that I believe individuals should take a look at in order to avoid surprises next April. I always start with self-employment tax. If you're an individual that is self-employed, in other words, you're a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, and you are subject to self-employment tax, it is important to realize that the rate is approximately 14.1%. In addition, individuals that own interests in partnership or LLCs may also be subject to self-employment tax. If an individual is subject to self-employment tax and does not account for this amount in their estimated tax payments, it can be very painful in April. I am therefore stressing to all those individuals that are subject to self-employment tax that they make quarterly estimated income tax payments to avoid pain and misery in April. Additionally, self-employed individuals always have a more difficult time estimating their current tax situation than do W-2 employees because their income is just, it's not as easy to determine. Income can vary greatly year to year and you must monitor your individual situation throughout the year in order to avoid surprises. I think you should look at changes in your personal situation. For example, there may be changes in your personal situation that can affect your tax liability. An example of this might be the child tax credit. There's currently a $2,000 credit for children under the age of 17. Under the new law, many more people were able to take this credit based on more liberal income limitations. If you have a child that will reach age 17 during the current year, and you enjoyed a $2,000 credit this past year, you will not see that next April. It is very likely you will still have a $500 credit, but you will not have a $2,000 credit. I also want to mention the income limitation on the credit, although it is not nearly as important as it once was. Prior to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, child care credits started to phase out at $110,000 of adjusted gross income for married couples filing jointly. It was $55,000 for married couples filing separately and $75,000 for everyone else. Under the new law, the credit starts to phase out for married couples filing jointly at $400,000 and $200,000 for all others. So again, while it is a lot easier to get the child credit for children under 17, I want you to keep in mind if you have a child that's reaching age 17 during the current year, you will not enjoy that same credit next year. And I want you to plan for it as opposed to all of a sudden 
realizing you owe $1,500 more in tax in April. Medical expenses are no longer deductible unless they exceed 10% of your adjusted gross income for years after 2018. And kind of in conjunction with this, I wanted to mention most married couples filing jointly did not itemize in 2018 as the standard deduction was $24,000. This should be kept in mind because such things as charitable contributions, mortgage interest, and real estate taxes, which had a great impact on individual tax returns prior to 2018, may not have the same impact going forward. I'm certainly not suggesting people don't give to charities. I'm just saying that you must look at your situation in a little different light, whether you're looking to buy a house and counting on that real estate tax deduction and mortgage interest deduction, or whether you're giving to a charity and expecting to get a deduction for that. I think you have to look at your individual situation, make sure these deductions that you're used to having in the past still pertain going forward. So again, everything that I'm trying to do here is to avoid any surprises in April. And again, I always stress, you should at least maybe once, maybe twice, uh, but certainly once during the year, look at your tax situation, if not, if no other time than at least in, in October or so, so that you see that you're on track. And again, no surprises in April. Now, in many instances, individuals that have children in college are entitled to an education credit, either through the American Opportunity Credit or the Lifetime Learning Credit. Both of these credits, however, have income limitations, and therefore a credit you are counting on now may not be available to you if your situation changes a bit. In some instances, it may make sense for a parent not to claim the child as a deduction and allow the child to claim the credit. While this may raise a tax liability on the parents, the overall taxes on the family may be lower. Additionally, the American Opportunity Credit is only available for the first four years of college. It has a significantly higher income phase-out than the Lifetime Learning Credit. Taxpayers should be alert as to how many years they have taken the American Opportunity Credit and should plan for a potential reduced or completely phased-out credit if they already have used the four years. Taxpayers, of course, uh, should be reviewing your investment activity as well. If a taxpayer has capital gains, they may want to start to look at stocks that are not doing as well and could be sold at a loss to offset the gains. This strategy is typically performed closer to year-end, but taxpayers should monitor their capital gains and losses during the year to allow sufficient time to plan to offset some of these gains. If you were subject to alternative minimum tax, AMT, this past year, and again, there were many, many fewer people that were subject to this just based on the way the new law worked. It wasn't totally phased out, but it was many, many fewer people that were uh, subject to it. But if you were subject to it, it's a good idea to look at your estimated income and deductions to see if this will apply to you next year. And again, while far few people were uh, subject to this, if you are one of those people that are subject to alternative minimum tax, you want to know that again before you hit April and before you have any surprises. Um, I also want to bring up that it's very important to remember that if you have any significant income not subject to withholding, and that would be that would include income from a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC, income from a partnership or a multiple member LLC, income from an S corporation, income from a trust, or investment income such as interest, dividends, or capital gains, 
then you will either have to increase the withholding on income that is subject to withholding or make quarterly estimated income tax payments in order to avoid some pain in in April. Uh, If you found this year that your withholding was not sufficient to cover your tax liability, which again, many people found based on the withholding tables, you may have to increase your deductions or make quarterly estimated income tax payments in order to avoid being underpaid on your tax liability year end. You have over eight months before year end and almost a year before April 15th to remedy your situation, situation, which is much better than finding out a few weeks before your return is due. Once again, if you're not sure, obviously you should check with a professional, um, but this is a strategy that should be followed by all. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, Just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.